SEP Fanfic Readings presents The Journal by Mezzi. Chapter 4 Hermione stayed awake for a long time after sending off her last message. The sky was already lightening to gray by the time she was able to close her eyes and drift off to sleep. When she opened her eyes again, the sun was beating through the window, and she was over an hour late. Horrified that she was so late, she jumped out of bed as soon as she realized the time. Forgoing her entire morning routine, she threw on a set of robes, the same black boring robes she had discarded the day before. Her hair was pulled up into a quick, messy bun. She didn't bother with makeup. She didn't even bother with breakfast. Less than ten minutes after she had woken up, she was headed to the ministry. Her day didn't get much better from there. It seemed like anything that could go wrong did. Everything from the apothecary shortening her purchase order to her supervisor suggesting she bring in an assistant. She kept dropping things, too, which was extremely annoying. It was just because she was tired. Tired and she hadn't eaten all day. She felt shaky and irritable, but she knew a little bit of food would go a long way to solving these problems. Unfortunately, it seemed to be the pattern for the day. She was running late getting to the cafeteria for lunch also. Another impromptu meeting with her supervisor had put her behind schedule yet again, and by the time she had made it to the cafeteria, she only had five minutes before they would stop serving food. The grills were already turned off. She would have to get something cold. With a sigh, she moved towards the coolers. A cold sandwich would be better than nothing at all. Before she got that far, though, someone grabbed her arm and started pulling her in the opposite direction. Come on, Myony, we've been waiting for you, but you're late. Our lunch break is almost over. Ronald, what in Merlin's name are you doing? She protested as he pulled her across the room, further and further away from where the food was. You'll see. He ignored her protest and her shaky hands, and continued to pull her across the cafeteria. Hermione stumbled along behind him. She feebly tried to pull her arm free of his grasp. However, the lack of food was causing her blood sugar to drop. As a result, she was much weaker than normal. All she could do was follow him and hope she didn't fall. Ron, I really need to eat something. Can't this wait a few more minutes? She was barely finished talking when Ron stepped aside and revealed a table decorated with balloons and a birthday cake and presents. Harry, Luna, Neville, and Ginny were at the table grinning at her. Happy birthday, Myony. Ron smiled at the surprised look on her face. He leaned in to kiss her. Memories of the previous evening at her flat flashed through her mind as she saw him leaning in. She moved ever so slightly so his lips only grazed her cheek. Then she lifted her hand to run her fingers through her hair and nonchalantly wiped the side of her face. To her credit, she managed to hide her shudder of disgust from all of her friends. Not that they were paying that much attention to her anyway. Of course, they all wished her a happy birthday and ushered her into a seat. Ron immediately started cutting the cake and handing out pieces. If you don't mind, we'll go ahead and eat the cake while you open your presents. We have to be back at work in a few minutes. He didn't wait for her to respond before digging into his cake. She glared at him for a moment and glared at the cake. It looked lovely. Strawberry shortcake with extra strawberries. She sighed. It really was too bad that she couldn't eat it. By then, her friends were all talking to her, wishing her happy birthday and handing her their presents. She smiled at them each in turn and thanked them for their gifts. Luna had given her a very nice quill set. It was by far her favorite gift. Neville gave her a book on plants and flowers. Now everyone knows that Hermione likes books, so you usually can't go wrong by giving her a book. But she really had no use for books on gardening. The fact that she had debated with him before. 
She had no time to raise flowers just for recreation. Ginny gave her a blue shirt that was very beautiful and very low-cut. She couldn't imagine where she would ever wear it. When she got to the last gift on the table, she was almost afraid to open it. It was an envelope, and on the outside there was a roughly scribbled, Fomione, from Ron and Harry. Happy birthday. Harry and I went in together on your gift. Ron grinned as he handed her the envelope. She smiled thinly as she opened the seal on the envelope and pulled out a ticket. The smile froze on her face as she read the front of the ticket. This had to be a joke. They couldn't have possibly. They wouldn't have. They had to have known better. Isn't it great, Miney? The three of us can spend your birthday together. We'll have to leave around four o'clock to make it, but you can leave early for one night, right? She stared at the ticket for a long moment. Her mind barely even registered what he had said. Suddenly, she realized that her friends, people that had been her friends since she was twelve years old, did not know her at all. Her boyfriend did not know her at all. Everyone at the table was watching her, waiting for her response. You bought me a ticket to a Quidditch match. Her voice was low, barely more than a whisper. For tonight. It's not just any match. It's the semi-finals. Trudley Cannons versus Puddlemill United. And we're all going. Ron was grinning from ear to ear. Hermione felt like she had been punched in the stomach. She blinked her eyes quickly to dispel the tears that were starting to form there. This could not be happening. On top of the rest of her day being shit, on top of this disaster that was supposed to be a birthday luncheon, now he wanted her to leave work early to go to a stupid Quidditch game. Tonight? No, Ron, we aren't. She laid the ticket on the table in front of her, her eyes glued to the offending slip of paper. You two go on. Have a great time. I'm sorry, though, I really can't go tonight. She didn't look up to see the looks on their faces. She didn't think she could handle the crestfallen expressions they would surely have. No one said a word. Shortly after, Neville, Luna, and Ginny excused themselves and went back to work. Myony, it'll be fun. The three of us don't hang out enough anymore. Harry was watching her carefully. He didn't say anything, but he saw the moisture in her eyes. He knew that there had to be something more going on, but didn't know what. I'm sorry, I really can't. I started brewing a potion that needs ingredients added at seven o'clock tonight. There's no way I can leave early. Maybe the three of us can get together this weekend instead. Maybe we could get dinner or something? Ron picked the ticket off the table. Right, dinner. At midnight, when you finally pull yourself away from work. He stood up and stalked out of the cafeteria without waiting for her response. Harry watched him go with a sigh. Yeah, dinner sounds great. I'll owl you this weekend, okay? He stood up and started to walk away. Then he paused, and without turning back around, he said, Happy birthday, Myony. Thanks, Harry. She watched him walk away with sadness in her heart and tears in her eyes. She knew, as Harry did, that they would not get together over the weekend. They never did. A loud noise behind her brought her out of a reverie. She turned towards the noise only to see the gate dropping on the food area. The cafeteria was now closed. She sighed deeply and glanced around. Her table was empty. All of her friends had gone back to work. The decorations for her mini-birthday celebration remained, along with the presents and two slices of strawberry shortcake. With some quick wand work, the decorations vanished and the presents were shrunk down and placed in her pocket. It really would be a shame to throw the cake away, though. She looked around the cafeteria and noticed that most of the tables were empty. There were several groups of three or four people sitting around, but she only had two pieces of cake. 
She almost gave up and threw it away. Then she heard a laugh from behind her. She turned to see two men sitting at a table a few rows back. She recognized them immediately as Blaise Zabini and Draco Malfoy. She rarely had the opportunity to talk with either of them. As such, she debated whether or not to approach them. After a long moment, she decided to go for it. What was the worst that could happen? They could call her names and tell her to get lost. Somehow she really didn't think that they would do that in the middle of the ministry. Besides that, both of the men had made a name for themselves in the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. Surely they were past the old prejudices, right? Gathering up all of her Gryffindor bravery, she levitated the remaining strawberry shortcake and made her way to their table. Malfoy was laughing at something that Zabini had said as she approached. The sound of his laugh gave her pause, and her footsteps faltered. In all her years, she didn't think she had ever heard him laugh. As she neared them, he glanced up from his food tray and caught her eye. The laughter trailed off, and Zabini turned in his seat to see what had distracted his partner from the excellent story he had been telling. The second his eyes landed on her, they widened in disbelief. Malfoy, Zabini. Nervously, she bit into her bottom lip and pushed a few stray strands of hair behind her ear. She could feel both of them watching her. The question of what the hell does she want was evident in both of their eyes. However, neither of them appeared aggravated by her presence, so she took that as a good sign. Granger, Malfoy was the first one to respond. His voice was inquisitive rather than argumentative. It surprised her how smooth his voice was without the sneer that she had been accustomed to in their youth. My friends brought me in a cake for my birthday, and I have two slices left. I was wondering if either of you would like a slice. Zabini glanced around to see who might be watching this exchange, sure that the whole thing must be a joke. Hermione Granger offering himself and Draco cake? It couldn't be real. Malfoy, however, never took his eyes off of her. It was unnerving the way he was looking at her. She was suddenly aware that her hair was still thrown up in a messy bun, that she hadn't put on makeup that morning, and that her eyes were still moist with unshed tears. She started chewing on her bottom lip again, a nervous habit that she had picked up after the war. So, would you like some? If you don't eat it, I'm just going to throw it away. Sure, I'll have a slice. It looks great. Malfoy took the pan and put a slice of the cake on his plate. I could offer you a trade. I have an apple here that I'm not going to eat. Would you like it? She stood frozen for a long moment, not sure what she should do. She hadn't eaten anything all day. She was feeling shaky and slightly dizzy. That apple could very well be the one thing standing between her remaining on her feet for the rest of the day or passing out cold on the floor of the ministry. If you're sure you aren't going to eat it, then yes, I would love to trade with you. She smiled as he handed her the apple, and she grasped it with shaky fingers. Blaze watched the exchange with interest. Surely this moment should be recorded into the history books. Draco Malfoy and Hermione Granger being somewhat amicable towards each other. Hell was going to freeze over, he was sure of it. And he figured if Draco was going to eat the cake, he could too. It did look really good. Thanks, Granger. This looks delicious. He scooped the remaining pieces onto his plate and dug in. The first bite was just as delicious as it looked, and he moaned in approval. I hope you both enjoy it. She smiled at his reaction then, and with a relieved sigh, she turned to walk away. However, the sudden movement triggered her dizziness, and she felt herself losing balance as blackness crept into her vision. Startled, she grabbed hold of the nearest table for support. You okay there, Granger? Malfoy's smooth voice asked her, much closer to her ear than she would have expected. Fine, I'm fine. Just a little dizzy, that's all. 
She tried to smile as she looked over her shoulder at him, surprised to see that he was right behind her. When had he stood up from the table? Their eyes locked together for a long moment. She couldn't breathe. The world around her ceased to exist. All she was aware of in that moment was two steel-gray eyes that seemed to penetrate right through her. Eyes that held no malice for her, no hatred, no prejudice. In fact, they almost seemed... concerned? Her breath caught in her throat, and her vision started to black out again. This time she let her eyes fall closed and had the vague sensation of falling. She waited for the impact, but it never came. Instead, she felt two strong arms around her. The war had affected Hermione in many ways. She was more paranoid than ever, believing that constant vigilance wasn't only a motto for war times. She avoided being out in public at all costs. She hated being in large groups of people. And most importantly, she hated being touched. With very few exceptions. Harry gave her a hug every now and then, and she tolerated it. Ron, well, she barely tolerated his touches as well. So when she felt arms wrap around her waist, logically she knew that they had to belong to Draco Malfoy. She should be repulsed, maybe even scared. She should be trying to get away from his embrace. She certainly shouldn't feel safe in his arms. She shouldn't, but she did. She felt safe. Safer than she had in years. Whoa, it's okay, Granger. I've got you. His words sounded distant and muffled, like she was listening to them through water. She could feel his breath against her cheek, though, reassuring her. Then the blackness covered her, and she felt nothing at all.